Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 749. Today, recording on Wednesday, the... Uh, oh, it's the 8th of March. In fact, this is the last show before we do our next big event, which is on Saturday night. For those of you who can't make it in person, keep an eye out. We're doing a live stream, seven live acts uh, from Bath. About 7.30 will be when the music starts. Uh, please do come along, uh, either virtually or in person. In fact, I've got a little bit of a... I can press this... This, will, this should throw the link into the... Uh, yeah, there we go. Sonic Live Music, 11th of March. We've got everybody... Gaz is playing. Uh, Matt's Maths is playing. We've got uh, seven other acts... Six other acts, five other acts... Uh, uh, including Architon, including James Murr, including uh, Ken Peel. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, tickets are selling well. There are still a few left, so please do get in touch if you want to do that. I'll do the housekeeping now because I also want to plug our Patreon, which is uh, is also going great. And uh, I've got a, I recorded a new video, so um, it might not be quite as awkward as the last time I pressed this button. Have you considered joining our Patreon? I've got two tiers available. One for uh, just thank you very much, but you will also get ad-free versions of all the stuff we post to you. YouTube, including Sonic Talk. But for the upper tier, you get some exclusive videos. In fact, we posted uh, recently a first look at the uh, third wave polysynth, which is in for review. Uh, you don't get to see the preview here because this is the page that everybody else will see. That's a locked post, but please do check that out. We've also got uh, sample sets, uploads. Uh, we've got exclusive extra video on the SH4D, which has proved very popular. There's a whole bunch of stuff. In fact, if you want to check out the Massiva, which is the new Somar, um, uh, it's like a kind of galactic radio. Check that out as well. That's also up here. So please do uh, join us. You get also get your name in lights at the end of the uh, Sonic Talk show. And in fact, if you join before the end of this show, your name will do that because it gets automatically the price of a cup of coffee a month and it helps us during these difficult ad times. So thanks very much for listening. Back to the show. I really must consider using a script in future, but uh, I always do it at the last minute and then I kind of end up, you know, bungling it. But anyway, you get the drift. And it, thanks very much, everybody, for all of that who... who already support us, very much appreciated. I want to say hi to everybody in the chat, and we can see all the people in the chat. I want to say a big, big thank you live on air for in the main body of the show for Wagyu. Uh, this wasn't working 40 minutes ago, and he's fixed it, uh, which is awesome. God, it's synth punks in there as well. Crikey, I haven't seen you for a while, or ever here. Be nice, that's all I ask. And also, um, all the people in the chat, yes, want to say thanks. And also, Wagyu is moderating, so uh, you can keep the lonely ladies and the spammers out, which... Uh, which we do get from time to time, but it's something that he deals with. So thank you very much. So uh, let's say hello to our guests. Uh, we've got first is Mr. Ty Unwin, who's there in his studio. You've actually got, it looks like you've got, is that like a a, a, a space projection in on the ceiling above you? That's beautiful. Is it an aurora borealis? No, do you know what? Honestly, I've just, I've just noticed the last, the last few weeks of my life, I've been walking around. This has been above my head constantly. It's almost like I'm some kind of second coming or something. Um, and it's just wherever I walk, <laughs> oh! there's just this glow around me. And there's a hallelujah chorus like all halo. the time. But, exactly. Is it like but, a bit of tech um, you put in the go. collar behind you? <laughs> you put in your collar I behind you? I don't know, I don't know why it's... I, I, have, I have no idea why it is. I just... I don't, everyone starts to call me Jesus and everything, I know. But it's... Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's just a projector thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just a projector thing. Well, nice to see you've got your yeah. 55 behind you. Nice to see you, Ty, because of Ty, Ty Course, media composer, usually extremely busy. I think you're now in a kind of a bit of time off phase, so you could sort of uh, yeah. ah, exhale, I hope, uh, that's, and, and that's, enjoy a little that's bit of that. That's exactly how it is. That's exactly how it is at the moment, which is great. Although what it does do, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, is that it makes you relook the studio because the, because the studio, obviously, ever ever changing, ever morphing, and um, you would just sit there when you're working going, well, I haven't got time to do it. I haven't got time to do it. And of course, now I've got time off. I just spend time going, oh, should that go there? No, I think I'll move that here. So the whole studio has basically been, not, not the whole thing being ripped apart, but there's a lot of it coming out and being re- Repurposed and moved around, so there's a well, lot of that course. going on. It isn't well, it's because, not, as I've said, well, no, well, no, it isn't like, okay. because no, <laughs> because okay. when when we have a small setup or when we're teenagers, we we love doing it and we love stripping the studio down and rebuilding it. But when you've got all this junk and the amount I've got and it's, you get old, yeah. it's a pain in the. Everybody, it's everybody just ends up in the box eventually, just because you know 
they don't want to be dealing with this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> That's yeah, what you're talking. Have you seen the? I've got to say, have, have you seen? Have you seen the two guests on on today? I don't know if you've noticed, Nick. But... You've, you've, you've got a long way to go. I realise that. Yeah, I realise that. Yeah. Uh, um, there's me and there's. Oh yeah, there's there, 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 there's yeah, Mr. Yoad Nevio. Uh, before I do that, I just want to respond. Uh, Synthpunk uh, mentioned uh, I look like an astronaut. Yeah, normally I wear in ears, uh, and there's a there is a story to do with that, and that is because um, I've got I've got blocked ears, and I went to I was I went this morning to get them unblocked where they put this kind of weird Hoover attachment in and pull out all the stuff. I won't go into it. You're supposed to put olive oil and stuff in your ears, and I use bicarbonate of soda because that's what I was told to do. And they said, no, that doesn't work. And they're right, it didn't work, so they couldn't get it out. So I'm still deaf, completely in one ear, and I don't really want to put any earbuds in that ear because it's not, it's just, yeah, I don't want to do that. Anyway, just well, just saying. Anyway, uh, Yoad Nevo is here from uh, Nevo Sound uh, Studios in London in front of his uh, massive Neve um, coffee table and uh, his lovely ATC monitors with his master control where he uh, he mixes and atmoses and uh, develops plugins for waves. How have you been, Yoad? Are you well? <clears throat> yeah, been well, thank you. Um, very busy. Um, working on so many things. Uh, and we're planning something really big at Waves towards the end of the month, uh, hopefully. And um, production, a lot of mixing, Atmos, Nexus stuff. I'm working wow. on a new library. Yeah. Do you never just, stop? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes I feel like, you know, like in a kind of almost like a corner shop where I just do this and then do this and then do this and then send this and then receive that and it's like crazy but um yeah it's good it's good it's great i mean having that sort of juggling pace existence I, I i totally get that i mean i like to do lots of different things i mean like for instance i'm working on the emom stuff the system for that we're tweaking that i've also been you know it looks like i'm going to be going to nam now because our guy who's uh, um who normally does the editing he can't make it over there um, and so I've got to go, uh, you know, so suddenly I've got to deal with it. But I, I enjoy that. But the problem is, is when something breaks down and takes more uh, uh, precedence or something happens in your life that you've got to deal with, then it all completely falls to pieces. That's the only problem. But uh, I'm sure you're very much together, more together than I am when it comes to that. I'm trying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, uh, we've got stuff to talk about. I mean, it's it's it's. There's not a whole bunch of nuisance. I mean, before I do that, I, I will mention we do have uh, the Trigon Six uh, coming up for review. I, I've done a sort of intro, and then we sent it to Chris from Battery Operated Orchestra, who may be watching live. I'm not sure. He turned it around really quick because he's got an OB6 and. Uh, a, Mo a mini Moog, which meant you know he's got things to compare it to because so that will be coming up soon uh, i've also d shot a thing with uh the folks over at pittsburgh modular sort of uh, chatting to them about their new tiger module uh and what else there, there is other things oh yeah uh, gaz's synth east thing i don't know if you saw that at the weekend uh, he posted a report do check that out as well so i'm just getting the housekeeping stuff out of the way but we can we could do some topics i guess let's think um well let's start with something that's kind of a little bit abstract, but why not? Hello, I'm Anders from Robotic Bean, and today I'm going to show you how to get started with Portatron. One good way to start is to check out the sound library that comes with Portatron. It has a lot of patches and samples that you can use to create your own tape loops. Browse. The pace of this is a little more sedentary than we like uh, normally that, uh, on Sonic Talk, so I won't play the whole thing. But essentially, this is a, a Portatron tape emulator. I, I put this up here because uh, Charles Chicky Reeves, he, he mentioned it and he said, oh, this is actually really cool. Uh, and he uses it all the time. And it's, I think it was probably, I don't know if it was Alessandro Cortini who started using four tracks and creating tape loops and pushing up kind of mixes. And this is kind of based on that principle, but obviously you can create tape loops within it. You can do stuff like uh, um, uh, deal with uh load different things create different loop points run effects and it's great a great textural thing and I, like chicky said he's been using it endlessly and i'm guessing maybe people who use something like the op1 uh tape machine will will kind of immediately gravitate towards this i don't know if either of you folks have actually uh come across this or what you think i mean it's an interesting it's a very meta isn't it we're going back software emulation of something that was actually quite restrictive back in the day 
now being used again. I'll come to you, DI, because, I mean, you've done tape emulation stuff, and this will do kind of normal or chrome or different noise types and frequency responses and drive and all the tape saturation mm -hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, I think the main the main thing here, I did come across this uh, a while ago, and um, like a couple of months ago, I think, and I think that the main interest here is the library, because it's kind of lo-fi, and whatever you throw in, it kind of works together because it's it's you know it's unassuming and it's noisy and crackly and if you're into that type of thing i think it's 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 really fun um so i i really like the interface i like the it, it's kind of between a tascam look and the yamaha look so the wreck underneath reminds me of old uh, yamaha oh, i'm anders from reverbs oh, and, and things like that and um and the, the thing looks kind of tascam in a way by the way i just not too long ago i i saw a, a fostex x15 four track on ebay mm. in good condition and i had to buy that's the first one i had um and I haven't, I, I, I thought I would, you know, I'll run th stuff through it and all that because there's something about the sound, you know, the unbalanced sound of those RCA phono jacks that you run stuff through it and everything sounds huge. And um, I never got to do that because I'm too busy, but uh, it's, it's on my list. Uh, maybe I should set it just here on an auxiliary and just run through it, stuff through it. Uh, but yeah, I like this concept. I think the main thing here is the library because the library kind of fits the concept and the whole thing. It's very lo-fi. It's very colorful. Um, I think that when you, if you start throwing in your own WAV files and stuff, then it, it it's maybe it's probably easier to do it in your door you know we, you right. have more functionality and more features and and stuff like that but for what it is as a kind of playback machine that does what it does i think it's great how much is it maybe i'll i'll get it it's, a, well, it's about 130 133 oh. uh, uk which is not i mean it's not an insignificant amount of money it's, it's quite a it's not quite a chunk um it's, no it's not cheap it's not. i mean uh, i I don't know what the justification for that is, but I guess something, you know, maybe there's a whole lot, you can actually, you can add dropouts and wobble and chrome. So, I mean, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's an awful lot of uh, modeling gone in. Yeah, there but you have so many plugins uh, that, that that kind of do like lo-fi stuff. So it, it's not about that. I think that the, from what I've heard, the, the samples that it comes with are quite eclectic and, fun and and not something that you would normally come across uh, easily i'm sure you can look it up on splice and on loopmasters and all that and mm. get to the same kind of crunchy stuff but it's it's there already and if you if you you're into that type of of thing which i am occasionally um then i think it's a nice tool yeah, have. I was wondering. I was wondering, Ty, what you could do is just get a bunch of them across different tracks and record multi-track into the put. So if you do, if you're recording whatever, I don't know, let's say an orchestra, and you just put them all into f individual tracks on the four track, and you've just basically four track recorded or a drum kit. It might be an interesting way of t tape emulating, but that's probably going too far. I don't think that's what this is designed for, to be honest. But it's not what it's designed for. I mean, to be fair, I, so I've had this since about Christmas. And so oh, I've used okay. it a lot. On, on the last project that I did, I used it quite a lot. And uh, yeah, the library is, the library is exactly as you had said, the library is nice, um, but the library is literally kind of like, you know, 20% of what it can actually do. Cause you don't just use it. Like it's not just meant to be a four track emulator. You're not meant to just use it as, for the lo-fi effects. The lo-fi effects are all there, obviously, but it's more to do with the fact that you can use it like a kind of monophonic Mellotron, but the way that it does it, do you remember that fad uh, oh, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, where people were taking like um, Walkmans and then you could basically with CV and gate, you were basically being able to play tunes on Walkmans and all that kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. It takes that kind it takes that concept so you basically put a sample into it and it becomes a kind of monophonic uh, mellotron tape but done with cassette the sounds you get out of it are unlike 
kind of anything else really they don't even sound like a mellotron because obviously the the when it does the legatos between notes it's actually doing it with pitch change on the you know kind of on the reels that's what it sounds like very clever and then it's almost like and then there's a you can and you can also use it as a drone machine so basically you lay in your own samples using all the kind of the cassette your artifacts and you then can play play it like i mean i've got I've got a four-track set and I've got an eight-track cassette that basically, I think I've said before, I just use it as, uh, you know, kind of chord machines. Basically, you come up with right. uh, atmospheres and just, just fader playing. You can do that on it, but you can also use it as a drone machine. So you put different drones into different elements and with different loop points and set certain sections that can then play backwards. It's, it is very kind of OP1 in terms of... Um, Mm. Yeah, it's that kind of OP1. It feels very OP1-esque, but it's even more lo-fi. And as although the library is great and there's some great sounds out of it, when you dump your own stuff into it, it becomes it's a it's a proper it's a really creative machine. It's not just for playing library stuff back on. You can use it as a proper instrument, and um, I really really rate it. It's actually funny because Chicky and I. We only spoke the other day, but we didn't we didn't speak about this. Which I wish I'd known. But um, yeah, it's it's a really, really, really great instrument. So yeah, oh, highly nice. rated. Right. That, that yeah, that sounds great. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. That sounds like a, a, yeah, I might have to check it, check that out. But uh, I, I should also point out right now. I'm just seeing in the chat room everybody's going. Oh yeah, this is going to be a great week. There's all the Bo all the new Behringer synths. Well, I say new that another bunch of Behringer announcements and Cherry Audio just announced the JP6, which actually came out a bit late for the topics. And we're not talking about the Behringer synths. So if you, if you're only here for those. I'm sorry, you're not going to get that. So I'm just going to get that straight out there. No doubt that will probably annoy um, some of the people who are expecting to hear. Oh, um, oh that's Ty, I'm sure you don't get to talk about Berenger today. Well, you could talk about Berenger. I'm no. <laughs> Gut, uh, no. I'm sorry. Well, if you want to go, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there because rather than have people hang around for hours going, you, and then rant in the comments, there are people who uh, do that sort of thing, apparently, online. Uh, not not I, I say. Okay, uh, well, uh, at that sort of rather uh, rather crass interjection, I may as well interject with yet another um, um, crass interjection, which will be our friends over at Baby Audio. Baby Audio makes creative effects plugins designed to add colour and depth to your mixes. They won Plugin of the Year 2021 in Future Music and Computer Music Magazine and were nominated for the SOS Awards two years in a row. Why not check out Smooth Operator, a resonance suppression, equalisation and compression plugin that automatically eliminates resonances and muddiness, allows you to shape your track's tonal response while the plugin automatically eliminates resonances in the background. Get 15% off when checking out with the code ST15. And we thank Baby Audio for their continued support. Much appreciated uh, in these uh, rather uh, skinny times that there are uh, about the place commercially. But uh, yes, thanks very much to that. Okay, uh, let's see what we got next. Um, I'm going to go back a couple of steps. Gosh, this is... Uh, I think one of the... Let's go here, because I think this is kind of an interesting one. Um, this is just news. This is... Well, I'll play it, and then you can you can decide for yourselves. Okay. Oh, it's a web one. There's no video. This is actually... Uh, oh, no, it's not. I'm beg your pardon. I, I have, I've completely messed this up. So I'm going to play, play this now. So it's this one, isn't it? This is... Uh, sorry, I do beg your pardon. Um, this is the digi Digitax and Loop Cloud kind of integration, which seems like a really simple thing, and I suppose it is in many ways, but it allows you to essentially integrate Loop Cloud into your Digitax. It's become, I think it's been integrated as a connected device, so you can just drag samples into it, which seems like a no-brainer. And you think, why hasn't this been done a million times before? Because if you've got a sampler, you want to be able to drag all your stuff into it. It makes perfect sense. I mean, insert sample provider of your choice. I mean, Loop Cloud, obviously, got a ton of stuff but uh, this seems to be the one and uh, Digitax very much seems to be the sampler of the moment lots of people I mean Digitax is one of those samplers that you know every time the reverb music and the sort of sales list comes out it's one of the top selling sample playback and sort of drum machine type devices so the idea of being able to integrate this it seems like a really uh, interesting sense and in a way it does tie in with this uh, the, the notion we were talking about the other 
a topic I accidentally pushed up, which was uh, AI, because obviously uh, I think Loop Cloud, as many other sample um, integrators now use, it, I, I think AI is wrong. Large data, algorithmically searching large data sets to find similar and related samples. I think that's the thing. Uh, Yoad, I, I know, you, I mean, you're a big fan of this. I mean, I, I know, I can't remember the... Uh, the ones that you've mentioned before, but you have things which allow you to sort of, if you've got a kick drum, it finds things with the similar sort of uh, tonal characteristics yeah, or in the, in, uh, in the uh, cosmos, cosmos, that's it. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Um, it's really interesting, but if I'm not mistaken, um, one of the MPCs, the Aka MPCs does that with Splice. Am I wrong? I think and it, you and has been right, doing it for yeah. years. So, okay. so I think that conceptually, I don't think it's it's new, but I'm sure that the way it integrates is uh, it looks it 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 seems and and the fact that it's been released now um, makes it interesting. I wonder whether they use because Loopmasters have um, all the Loop Cloud um, plugins which allow you to play stuff in time in yeah, your session so yeah so i'm sure there's something like that um which is very cool because at the end of the day that's what you want you have a song or a track or whatever you're working on and you want the samples to be browsed already in sync and key and then when you drag it you want them to kind of seamlessly work um it's funny, I was thinking about that because um, I usually work with, with Splice, and I'm not saying Splice is better than, than Loop Cloud, uh, but it's just, just funny with those subscription kind of things that you, 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 you subscribe to one thing and then you kind of stuck with it. Uh, because that's sometimes just because that's the first thing that you subscribe to. And Splice was there first, kind of. In, in that, uh, I mean, there was um, Sample Phonics Noise, which was the first, really the first one that, uh, the, and they had an instrument, so they were kind of ahead of the game, but um, but Splice really took over and Loopmasters. Um, yeah, I I think that I Loop would, Cloud, I they have nice plugins that allow you to integrate the content, the, the, the kind of cloud content with your session um yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that you're right about the MPC, but I think the the integration is. I don't know what the how the splice thing works. I mean, they've probably got similar things. I mean, this is uh, part of the OS 1.5 update, which we mentioned briefly last week, and uh, you. I, I think we would expect to see a lot more of this kind of thing. Though I'm trying to think, you know, you'd have to have something of the market kind of size as Digitact or as MPC, because that's those are the sort of things that people are going to be using the hardware that people are going to be using. I don't know how it works exactly with uh the the mpc and the i guess the uh probably the what's the other one i can't even remember what the other one is the the uh the, the one and the one that's that's linked to force that's what i'm trying to think gosh i uh, yeah you could drag it direct to the plus drive or to ram it's direct integrate i thought initially it was via overbridge but it's not it actually shows up within there's probably a new version of Loop Cloud which uh, will recognise a Digitac being con connected to it. So it's literally just like, where do you want me to put this? Oh, okay, it's part of the browser and you can pull things in and out, I'm guessing, which obviously that sort of seamless mm -hmm. stuff, certainly for building and writing, I mean, it sort of keeps the friction down, I suppose, which is, I'm all for that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Ty, you know, when you're composing, you know, I guess you work to templates quite a lot, but sometimes you just like, I need to find something that I need, you know, uh, stuff like Loop Cloud or Splice or Insert Service of your kind, of your choice. No. Do you do that or do you, te you, no. you don't use that kind of stuff? Right. No, the only reason is, the only reason is, is that I'm, I'm I'm very old school when it comes to this, and I you know kind of I could quite happily sit here and get on my little runty chair and um, but okay, there's two sides to this. First of all, the tech side of things, the fact that you've got a machine that essentially you can, as you say, just kind of plug it in and Loop Cloud recognizes it being there and basically integrates it all seamlessly, so it appears. Uh, that side of things is fantastic. And if we're talking about getting samples of, you know, kind of, um, you know, individual hits or, you know, kind of, that's, uh, that's great. That's absolutely brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. 
My problem with this as a concept, which just goes across the board when it comes to, we're going to use the word loops here, um, is that I just have an issue with the end of story period. You know, I always have done. I think I always will do. And it is really old school. And you could, any, anyone can turn around and put me down saying, you know, I'm so behind the times. I'm not with it. And uh, that's fine. But you've got to understand from my point of view, what do I do? I write music. I'm a composer. So I write music. I don't just take what someone else has done and just claim it's my own and uh, whether it be a loop whether it be a drum beat whether it be a guitar you know whether it be whatever if i want that i write it or i make it happen um and and that's just the way my head works it's just the way i work I, you've got to understand so so i get i get people approaching me uh, you know a lot sending me material going you know kind of what do you think of this or can you comment on this or you know and Honestly, the amount of times where I just sit there and you listen to it and just think, oh, Christ, it's that that loop again. It's that garage band loop again. It's that logic mm. loop again. It's the, it's the same one. And it's the same. And, and I've also, you know, I've got friends, uh, colleagues who are really high up in the TV and film world. And, you know, obviously I can't say who, but, you know, they sent me something to work on. And it was full of garage band loops. And it's just like, I mean, Christ. You're a, you're a composer. You're being paid to write music, not to just download something and you know link it together every four bars and call it your own because it's not your own. You didn't write it. You, all you've done is download it. And all I'm trying to say is that's just my mentality. So something like yeah, this, it's just in, what it's really encouraging people really to do is just again just download what other people have done and just and just knock it off as their own. You know, I, I yeah, I, I, I think perhaps I mean, I, I think Digitac does have limited memory, but I mean, what I, I'm assuming that I, I mean, I would probably personally use it for would be okay, I want the Digitac to have like a, a 909 kit in there or a, some insert the name of some obscure that's fine because then that's yeah, that sort of stuff because you know? at, yeah, because at that stage you have you have to write with it, or they are a single yeah. sounds or single notes or single you know, even even a riff, if just a single riff that it's something that's 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 short and you have to make it musically uh, work and you have to design it. Whereas the problem I have is, you know, kind of, I know so many people who just have loops, musical loops, musical phrases that they've had no input other than downloading it. And putting Interesting. Their name to it. Uh, do you, do, okay, here's here's. I mean, we're going to go off off piece a little bit here, but the, philosophically, do you think the nature of the way that media composition specifically worked and has become uh, much more time pressured? So there's less people. You know, you end up with less time, or you know, some people oh, can't uh, to stay up for, for sixty hours <laughs> on the trot to write that cue. They might so they might reach for these things. So this is a symptom, perhaps, of the. Absolutely. Money, no, completely. Absolutely. And and if they do, that's fine. I, you know, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to judge them too badly about it because you know, if you if you only have two hours to write a cue and you have no choice, then you have to do whatever works for you. But you know, kind of, I mean. You know, I've I've used I every now and again I've used a loop in exactly those circumstances, and literally felt absolutely dirty about it i really have felt apps seriously i mean like seriously it's like almost when i'm sending it off apologizing about it just because i it's just not right but it's only because of those absolute pressures that i've had to do it but even then the idea of just taking whole freight you know like a complete piece or a complete set of loops doing the whole thing in loops in ableton or something uh, it, it would never it would never happen i'm talking about one small loop within context of everything else and it right. doesn't sit well with that's me that's just your, so, it's your thing i i i'm mean, just me, you, know, you, you must come across this sort of thing all the time you get production work in and at the heart of it might be you know a, a part of a breakbeat or a breakbeat or a sample which gives it a stylistic kind of beginning i guess at the very least yeah i think that there's two aspects here one is that you know there's an argument that says that if you kind of borrow a chord progression or even use a chord progression that you heard somewhere or that reminds you of something then why why would the chord progression be different than a sample it's only technology that kind of no, because a chord, a, chord, 
a no a chord progression means you actually have to do something with the chord progression if you turn around and want to use a chord progression that other people have used i don't i don't really you know you, if you're going to do that that's fine but you then have to take that and arrange that and actually use your your own yeah, thought you process to go what what's going to be the bass what's going to be the you know what's going to be the the midline what's what sounds am i going to use you have to think about it what i'm on about is taking a loop a musical loop or just a beat which you've had no input you would literally download it and that's it i understand but but i think that this is kind of relative because when you say you have to actually do it it means that you take two fingers and you find a bass sound that someone sampled or a piano sound that someone sampled and you do that and then you edit the MIDI just because technology allows us to do it, whereas the original way of doing it would be to write the score and imagine the sound of the orchestra in your head. So technology allows us to, to simplify the way we produce things. And so we, if we hear a chord progression and we borrow it from a song and we arrange it, what is arrangement? We take samples that are already made or presets that someone else made and we use technology in a very simplified way to make it happen. And the next step is to take an actual recording or when, when you say you take a 909 samples and that's fine, but someone actually made those as well. So yeah, well, that, that, that's one, I, one I, argument. The, uh, the other thing is that I, I, I think that art in general is mainly about choice. So if you, if you splash some paint on, on a canvas and you say, this is my expression of my, this is the uh, ex expression of my feelings or whatever, and you call that your piece, then I don't think it matters how much work was put into it because you com you're committing. It's all about commitment and choice. And I think the same thing applies to, to music as well, because uh, anyone you know, everyone has access to Splice and all these, uh, this immense abundance of, uh, of content. But it's those people who have the, the talent. It's the same with AI and ChatGPT. You know, what you do with it, it's how, how you approach it and how you make it your own. Um, I think that technology, it, we're just in a point in time that technology is here. But if you, if you look at yesteryears, then you say, oh, that's fine because it's not, you know, it's all, it's, it's relative because tomorrow someone will say, wow, they use splice. That's classic because the next thing will be that you will say, oh, I want to create a pop track and you'll have it ready. And then people who used to use splice, people will say, oh, that's really cool because they actually had to do something. So I think that it's, <laughs> it's relative. It's not kind of... It, <laughs> <laughs> they actually, you're that, right though you're right you're right but you know, you're, you're right that yeah that's the level we're at they actually had to do something but the level we're at, at the moment is they actually had to choose which sample to download that's the level we're at well uh, let, let's yeah, let, but, I, mean, but, I feel uh, i've opened a can of worms here can we just uh, one, one thing i will say i mean obviously there's a difference between people who are doing this uh, to express themselves through art and maybe or, or for financial gain for their job is one thing and then you've got people who just want to kind of make a beat that they can their mates can dance to whatever there's a different thing and uh, you know as a as a child of the 90s who basically grew up sampling the funky drummer and making making remixes based out of break beats and loops i hold my hand up and go yeah I do feel a little bit uncomfortable with that now, and I would want to make something a bit more. But at the t of the time, it felt very now and very much what everybody was doing, which was the zeitgeist. You know, so you're right about the relativity. Maybe we should uh, we should move on because I think this could probably go on. This could run and run and run, and I think we both have extremely valid points on that. So let's let let's agree to uh, to um, let's yeah we let's close that can of worms for now, uh, shall we? Just because we uh, we probably should. And while I, I while I can uh, take this puncture, I'll, I'll put a, a little a moose bouche a palate cleanser in between. Uh, well, with a message from our friends over at Isotope. Ozone 10 is the future of mastering. The new version includes Master Assistant, match your master to any reference file or files, 
Also, the stabilizer module in advance adds clarity with intelligent and adaptive mastering EQ. Also included is the impact module in advance, which enhances the rhythm by controlling microdynamics. Don't forget the code SONIC10 at isotope.com forward slash SONICTALK to save an additional 10% off any software purchase, not including subscriptions. Right. Okay. Let's let's reset a little bit and see where we're going next. I mean, we'll actually what we'll do is we'll bring up uh, the uh, this this is a, a new library actually, which is something that uh, you you mentioned, Ty, uh, and it kind of guess in a way follows on to a degree um, because it's it's uh, it's from contact. It's from a company called Void and Vista. So let me just I, I'm assuming this is going to work. So all my buttons seem to be completely wrong. So maybe what I'll do is I'll do it this way. No, that's wrong. God damn it. <laughs> Where is it? Where's it blooming got? There we go. There you go. You're even you're even quoted on this, Ty. Uh, I know uh, you, you know, full disclosure, you had you mentioned this to me and said we should talk about it because you were very excited about it. This is Strands by Void and Vista. Uh, it's on offer at the moment, 99 from 129, and it's contact player, NKS. 32 sound sources, more flares, custom UI, really interesting UI actually, that's also scripted in the uh, contact player. Um, 2.5 gigs of samples, and I know something called Max Cooper, and it's definitely not there. Uh, rival consoles I've heard of, but it seems to be, seem, everybody seems to be very excited about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, give you the floor, Ty, because I know, uh, we know, I, well, first of all, um, I interviewed the one of the guys behind it, uh, who, uh, used to play drums for Howard Jones and he was the drummer. And I think I did a short piece with him when I did a stage tour when they played in Bristol. And obviously this is something else that he does. And you were saying that, you know, you thought it was marvelous. So. Tell well, the, the, the reason is, again, total openness on this is that so I've known Jonathan, who's the, as you say, Howard's drummer for a, a number of years and really lovely guy. And I hadn't spoken to him for years. And uh, he just he basically just said, oh, we're working on this thing. I, I hadn't heard from him. And he just said, we're working on this thing. Would you be interested in just looking at it? And you know, just just like all of us, really, we, you know, we all get this quite a lot with people and um, approaching us to look at stuff. And a lot of the time, it's it's okay. Some of the times, it's great. Um, but you know, a lot of the time, it's just okay. And if it's okay, you go back and say, yes, it's it's really good. That's fine. And then you just drop it. And Jonathan sent me this, and literally every single patch that I was loading. It just it just kicked off, which we all know. Whenever you get a new synth, a new library, a new anything, if you just sit there and every time you just go through a patch, or it just triggers ideas, or you just start um, coming up with new pieces, that's the sign of a good library. And this is just it's the most it's really beautiful and also quite unique because the thing is in this in this day and age now, coming up with a library that's different. Uh, it's difficult because we all know it's all been covered. It's all been done before. Now it's getting to that stage. And uh, this is still, this is really quite unique. And so everything is kind of bowed, but it's uh, acoustic bowing, e-bowing, um, electronically kind of bowed, lots of sound design, lots of um, manipulation in the audio. And it goes really deep. The controls you see on the panel, because it's a beautiful front panel, the UI is beautiful, but it looks like there's only a handful of controls. But uh, they're literally just like kind of stepping stone, and you can go really deep into into it. And um, it's just gorgeous. I mean, there's, it's one of the most inspirational libraries I've, I've had in a long, long, long time. It's just, and it's, so it's not just cinematic. Is it, is it a lot of it? Is it a lot of it sort of guitar based, or is it just kind of all sorts of? No, it, you, it's, it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't sound guitar based at all. It, some of it is. Some of there's e bowed guitar, and there's a uh, bowed acoustic guitar. There's um, stuff that sounds like low winds, but that's bowed something. I mean, I don't know what it is. Everything is has a bowed element to it, but uh, you can also because you can then. Start moving the the uh, start points and end points. You don't have to have it as a bow. You can actually cut into it uh, into the samples and then give it its own envelope. But it's a lot of it's um, it's just very very sound designy. It doesn't all just sound like strings and and or or guitars. 
there's a lot of the main thing is there's a lot of movement going on in the sound and because right. you have multiple layers it means it means that you can morph between the layers as well um and you have you know some some of the sound sources are so completely different when you start morphing between them you know kind of you find that middle ground of that sound that's just really special but the main thing is a lot of the sounds are incredibly um they're just incredibly organic and mm. some of them are really dirty and and uh, it's yeah every time i play and I've, I've basically there are loads of patches or you can put your own stuff in to use the engine but every time i've gone through um it's just uh it's just triggered it's just triggered tracks with every almost every patch i've played on which is that's always you know, a good sign that's a good sign isn't it i mean it's not mm. often you get to, to do that i mean this it's interesting this it kind of um because the the whole contact engine uh, side of things is you know it, it they're as we know, a lot of native instrument stuff, there's something about the engine that does generally sound good. A lot of the sounds that come out of native instruments just sound very production ready, you know, as as opposed to maybe other libraries. And I, I don't know, whoever, they, they obviously have a very high bar that they must set. So that's, that's a good sign. I don't know. Um, do you, do you have, uh, have you come across this before, Yoad? Um, only today. Uh, it looks stunning. Um, I really like the interface. I really like the GUI. I think it's very modern. It's very slick. It's very kind of 2D, um, which leaves room for imagination. I'm really impressed with, you know, the, the contact engine, um, I wouldn't say it's limited because there's loads of stuff you can do, but the process in, in terms of the processing, you have uh, the SSL EQ, you have some filters, you have um, reverbs and built in stuff. You can load in your own IRs and, and things like that. But in essentially it's kind of finite. Uh, and I really like libraries who kind of, stretch the 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 envelope and and make it into something with depth and a lot of uh, possibilities and and this one seems to be one of those um i'm very intrigued i'm probably gonna get it um because uh not necessarily because i'm going to use it in my productions because i make libraries myself and it's something it reminds me a bit of the ambient sci-fi library i made for nexus um i have to say from from what i've heard uh, but it's really interesting to see what other people do and um yeah I, like i said I, I i like seeing contact libraries where where it doesn't sound and and looks like another contact kind of thing. Um, with regards to them having their own sound, I'm not sure whether it's not a native instrument release. So they have a platform where you can make the libraries and you there's kind of a licensing mechanism and, and things like that. I, I'm not sure whether they have kind of a curation or control or a and r or or that sort of thing mm. um to to give it that distinct sound but again the tools are what contact the contact platform provides uh, so that will kind of dictate how it would sound uh, eventually but this seems like a very creative uh, library and it's very interesting the the yeah. main thing oh, no, about it is that I was going to say the main thing about it is the actual raw samples, the actual the original content. That's where the real magic is. If I'm honest, the real, the the raw samples, the way they've been recorded, uh, are just, just, just so organic. They're just so human. They're just. Do you know what I mean? They're not trying to sound perfect. They're they're meant to sound. Um, Oh, it's hard to explain. It really is very hard to explain. I mean, for night, is it? I go. Is it ninety nine quid? I think it's ninety nine quid at the moment. I know yeah, it's, it's reduced at the moment. Yeah, but that's right. Yeah. Honestly, in in terms of you know, for a hundred quid, if you're into Just if you're into things yeah. ambient, ambient and dirt and cinematic and all of that kind of thing, at the moment, I'd honestly say I don't think this is a, there's a better way of spending a hundred quid. There really isn't, because it's just because that raw content. Are the sounds that I don't, I you don't want to start throwing the big Hollywood names in, but it is that kind of the big Hollywood 
the the big names like Zimmer who have their own specialist teams that will for each project will start doing huge amounts of sampling yeah, yeah. of very unusual instruments. It's that in a box. It's it's That's amazing. It is a really beautiful library. Sorry. Should all actually should also give give a shout out for uh, Diego Stocco, who is a sometimes guest on the show. His uh, uh, Twisted Trees, I think it's out uh, yesterday or today, which is a, a Sonic Extra uh, or a Sonic Expansion for Omnisphere. There's a, there's a hilarious. I mean, I'm not sure if it's intentionally meant to be hilarious, but it's him sort of leaping around in the woods, sort of playing trees with bows and hitting uh, hitting stuff. It's quite a, it's quite an amusing thing. But it, it, some of the sounds are amazing inside the spec. Engine. So, I, I think there sort of seem to be times when you just get, you know, the, the, these big libraries sort of show up and you start to hear um, the, the fruits of the labour. I mean, it sounds like these guys are also kind of maestros as well. But I would, I would class just, Diego as a, as a sonic maestro too. But uh, worth checking out. I Sonic's just going. purchased it right now. Oh, did you? I just couldn't resist it. Yeah. <laughs> what the you, sonic tree, be, the twisted be... trees, or the. Uh... <laughs> no, the. Um, ah, okay. Live on, live on air. Excellent. You won't be disappointed. Well, you absolutely won't be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, costing money. Sorry, you're at. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know that it. we all enjoy. That's that's what we're in for, right? Like you said, yeah, it's yeah. about getting a new thing and playing and get getting new ideas and getting inspired. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think that's kind of often the way. Um, well, we, we we could get onto a few uh, user questions because we do have a little bit of stuff uh, going on here. So let's let's go here. I, I'm not sure there was uh, there was one that I wanted to. Um, oh, where did it go? We have uh, we did have one one polysynth. I think that's been done quite recently. Uh, uh, let's go to ah. Here we go. This is an interesting one. So. Um, this is from uh, Greg Stitt via YouTube. Uh, this was actually uh, from a few weeks back, but it said, when you collaborate with others, do you have any go-to instruments? For example, my friend would always do the drums and I would always do the bass. And that, that's, a, that's a curious because I noticed, actually, this is quite an interesting one because I noticed when Andrew Huang does his 100 tracks in a day, uh, which is always a, a, you know, a good, an interesting yearly, it's more like 100 riffs in a day than maybe 100 songs in a day, but he always plays the guitar and the other guy always plays the drums. And they, so they stick to, non-technically complex things that they could just immediately express. So I suppose that must be... I mean, Ty, we've seen you. Uh, you came down last time we saw you play live was uh, our DBS thing when you were just wowing the audience with, a, oh, I've got this patch and I'll just play this. Oh, what do you mean? That's just that's just me messing around. But, you know, you can... you can, uh, Keyboards, I'm assuming, is where you'd reach. But is there a specific synth or a specific library that you would choose for an immediate... I mean, it would depend on the collaboration. Uh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, collaboration and me, I mean... Christ, they don't go well together. Um, really? It's uh, well, no, not really. I haven't. I haven't actually. I mean, I played in a band, Redbox, for a bit, and that was just straight keyboards. But even that was, you know, kind of I used to just get annoyed because people used to get in the way. Um, and um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, yeah, I collaboration and I. I mean, when I did the mid stuff, that was fine because he basically left me my own devices and he just did the singing. But yeah, keyboards would be the you know, kind of, and right at this moment, if I was just, uh, obviously it depends on the project because depending on, you know, what they want and what I was inputting, but honestly, right at this moment, if I had to pick a synth to just stick under my arm and just, and take to do something, if it wasn't going to be, a, you know, kind of a stage, which everyone would take, you know, it'd be like a montage or something, you know, just something right. that could cover all cover all bases. Oh, an oasis! I've got an oasis. I'd be an oasis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It just covers all bases. Yeah. But um, that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it would always be. It would always really be centered around uh, a, a, a piano, a really good piano, and then whatever else. I mean, if if I was left on a desert island, could only have one instrument, and I don't mean a synth wise. It would just be a piano. That's it. Give me a piano, and I'm happy. Yeah. So, that's fair enough you know. uh, what about you Yad? i mean i know your 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 first instrument is a guitar right so you would probably presumably reach for something like that i don't but I'm, i am making an assumption um you know as you know i'm a synth head as well so um yeah it's it's whatever whatever is handy you know the other day i um 
I grabbed the bass ukulele that I had. Uh, <laughs> I needed the bass part. And although I have some really nice basses here, I just grabbed it for, for some reason. And, and the whole track kind of, it worked. It, it's all about, yeah, it's like, it's like having a plugins or libraries or synths or guitars. It's all, it's just about something that can trigger something else or make something else happen or contribute to, to something. And it's all about kind of trying to direct or to, to set the stage for happy accidents to happen. Um, that's, that's how I see it. And it doesn't really matter what's the vice, you know, that, that you use for that. And it's also about, I've, I, I was going to say, and it's also about not being precious about things as well. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's exactly the same as you ever had. If it's there, just, just, just use it I, I, and make, make whatever is there work. Because a lot of the time the, it's the making it work. I mean, without going back to the whole thing I was on about loops and things, it's the fact that if you've got something that you have to you have to make it work because it doesn't naturally sit in into its uh, slot, however that may be initially, you have to work at it, you have to invest time into it. 99% of the time you'll get better stuff out of it rather than it being simple. Does, does that make sense? It's like if, if it's simple, if it's if it's really easy, you're you're missing something, you're losing something, and that's kind of my argument with the whole loops or just downloading stuff because you do that and it's fine. Whereas and it, it fits, that's great. But what I would rather do is work at it and try and take something which isn't naturally meant to be doing what it should be doing, and then make and work at it to make it work because you're investing mm. time and creative. You're you're coming at things from a different angle. You know, it's like it'd be really easy to get a polysynth, and we've all done this. It'd be really easy to just get a polysynth to play some chords, but why not use a monosynth and run three or four tracks with slightly different sounds? Well, I would, I would, yeah, I would argue you know, a better choice would be to get a duophonic synth because then that makes you think. And I love, yeah, yeah, ex ex yeah. I love duophonic or because you can, or, you can imply or, all sorts of chords with only two notes, and I think that's the a, a lovely, or or, uh, or a or a paraphonic yeah. synth. This is the other thing. For, mm -hmm. th people think for chords, you know, can, a paraphonic synth reacts in a completely different way to a polyphonic synth. And, I love that. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. It, it's just, it, again, it comes at things from a slight different angle. When you're talking about your bass ukulele, I'm sitting there going, yeah, that's great. That's a brilliant thing to be doing. You know, you they, because yeah. you're just coming at slightly left field. And I think to going back to this, the Strands library, that's what I love about the library. It really, everything is slightly left field. Everything has taken a lot of thought to come in at things from a slight different angle. And I think that's what, I think that what gets me off to be fair, just, just coming at things from a different angle. So, yeah. But, yeah. Just, just yeah. quickly talking about uh, paraphonic um, synths. I have the poly 800, the cord cord poly 800, which I just love. I think that as a synth, it's the fattest, biggest, fattest synth ever. It's very, very limited and it's paraphonic. So, and, and that's great because when you can hold the cord and since it's only one, it has one filter envelope, which is triggered by the last note. So it's last note triggered. So you can hold the cord or let's say you hold the cord and then you play the bass line. And the, the baseline kind of activates the field. It's a very, very unique kind of way of, of, of playing polyphonic synths and no other, I don't know if there's any, I I've not come across any kind of software instrument that, that does it. It will be very easy to, to, to do. Yeah. I just obviously, it's a piece but, um, of cake. Yeah. You think to do, uh, yeah, love that. Yeah, it's, the, it's all I about the limitations that, that lead to, to creativity yeah. or to unexpected kind of results. Yeah, well, there's a sort of a, a rather long form answer to that question. But I think, you know, it, I guess it depends. I, I think I would probably just take 
um, one of the dread boxes because well, something that's got an effect, but something that just sounds really beefy. And I, I'd go monophonic because then I wouldn't be I wouldn't be troubled by having to play chords and show my lack of musical <laughs> ability and, and knowledge. So I could just <laughs> kind of find the route and maybe sort of move stuff around personally. But uh, and I've sort of done that stuff before. Okay, we have got one more question. Uh, I think we've got time for that. Hopefully, uh, this one is from um, Rocky sixty seven. And this I, I, and actually looking at it now, this is completely the wrong panel to ask because uh, nobody I know on this panel gets rid of anything very often. But this is Rocky 67. What's the last bit of equipment? What's the last bit of equipment you were delighted to sell? I'll go first just because... Um, I can think about it. We bought this um, special. It was video. It was uh, it was to do a street. You know, you plug a, a camera into it, and it had a modem, a, a, a Sims card slots, and you were supposed to be able to then stream the camera out to a show like this or whatever. Never really worked out that well, and I think we sold it. At least I, I set the sale up, and I think Andy sold it. So I'm delighted that we got some money back on the investment because it wasn't cheap. But in terms of actual hardware gear. Really, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, because I don't buy that many synths, and quite often synths go leave the building just because they're in for review and then they go out again. So I'm not sure I can answer that with any great uh, um, uh, sense of humour or insight, I'm afraid. And I'm guessing that perhaps that we may have fine. Ties <laughs> I don't sell anything. So, you know, you don't sell. But so there must be, but there must be a why don't you sell anything? So what was it that's, that you did that you sold that made you then decide? So I'd never to sell anything again. <laughs> if if well, at all. I haven't, I haven't sold anything this century. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Wow. Of of I've no. I sold. I sold my MC Pro. I've sold my MC my uh, Euphonics MC Pro, but that's uh, that's a kind of desk. That's not a, in terms of synths. No, I haven't sold anything this century. I don't think. Wow. Uh, so I generally can't remember the last time I. I can vaguely remember at some point I sold a Yamaha S80. <laughs> that, that, was, that was in 1990-something. <laughs> wow, okay. uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, if, if, anyone, if I've sold anything to anyone that could remind me, but I don't think I have. No, I don't, I don't think I have. Um, Interesting. I, 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 I suppose... No. I, I, <laughs> Yoad may well be the same thing. I mean, no, you've got lim you've got well more limited space. I mean, because sometimes you have to sell something or remove something from your uh, immediate collection to be able to fit something new in. That's not quite the same thing, I suppose. Yeah, I only I only regret things that I've uh, sold rather than. Um, yeah, I also sold like a TG33 or something like that. Um, but I did sell a TG77, which is a different story, which I regret. And I sold, um, what's it called? The J, the Roland, um, like the Super JX, but the, the single version. Uh, JX8, I think. Okay. J um, JX8P or JX3P? JX8P. I have the 3P. Uh, no, JX, uh, whatever it is. And yeah, I consider myself a, a really shrewd eBay uh, trader when it comes to guitars, uh, but I'm really good at the buying, at the purchasing <laughs> aspect of it. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of half that's true, the eBay trader. Um, yeah, that's a great answer. Really no, I do, I do, I do buy, I, I do buy some. I, I did purchase some great guitars over the years, um, but yeah, selling is is a different issue. I think the the reason yeah. I don't do it though is the for me is the fact that when I had to in the years when I had to sell stuff. Uh, just like we've all had to, um, I kind of regretted so much stuff. Every time I'd sell something, I think, oh, I won't, I'll, I won't miss it that much. And then, you know, six months later, I'd regret it and then end up rebuying stuff. And so I think I did uh, so many years of, of selling it and regretting it. And so I just, that's kind of why, even, even I've said this so many times before that even stuff that I really, really rarely use and, and, or I might only keep it for one sound or something. Um, 
there's it's always because it nothing else can quite get that one sound and i do try i do try to get things that you know kind of but it's you know normally everything has a reason um for not for not well, selling it i've got um, one okay i i can actually i've got one uh, the last thing i remember selling i'm sure i've sold other things in before i sold uh my roland jv 1080 which i remember i bought because i needed a sort of up because my journey through kind of doing MIDI and kind of arrangements and mixes and stuff, it started with a D110, then I got an M1, then I got an O1W and a sampler. And then and then the next big kind of meat and potato, I call it a meat and potatoes machine, which gives you lots of polyphony and will play things like organs, strings, pianos, things that, you know, you need DSP or grunt to be able to put out. Bread and butter sounds, yeah. And that's what I, and I used the JV1080 for that. And we used it a reasonable amount. But uh, yeah, then I sold it. And I don't, I actually don't regret that at all. It's not something that I would no. feel like I really miss <laughs> that. Because, because again, it was at that time when those sounds were, that when it first came out, they were harder to get. And by the time I, w I wanted to sell it, it was, that sort of sound wasn't really all that useful so i suppose and now you know that doesn't matter you can I, there's probably a cloud emulation for it i'd imagine but not that i'd want that necessarily so that jv1080 was my last one that i remember selling um did i sell anything else no i can't recall no anyway well thanks for the question <laughs> what <are> we like <laughs> yeah not a terribly not a terribly fertile um, uh, um, ground for that but hey that, what, what can i say but thank you very much for the question of course remember anytime you want to leave a question for uh, the panel now we've got it all working again uh the uh just type it in qq when i set up the next show it will be already there um you can leave comments before the show happens you know so up to a week beforehand and they will come into the database now that uh, wagyu has got it all working and don't forget uh we've got our live event on saturday 11th of march uh it'll be live on our youtube channel probably for about three or four hours on saturday night uk time and there will be individual videos and there's extra content and stuff so do check that out but uh ty thank you so much for joining us i'm glad we managed to get your audio and video working and um yeah it, it, it yeah. stayed working uh what's what's next for you then are you kind of uh are you gardening or uh what just chilling no, these, hands have, never, these hands have never <laughs> lots of that yeah actually just lots of sorting redoing the studio finally getting that the new studio which now isn't new but was two years old but finally getting that one sorted so um so yeah just it's lots of just doing stuff yeah so but no deadlines no stress so all is that's good that's nice to have time yeah. to do it's nice some, i mean i know you were saying at the beginning it's kind of a bit of a drag but so actually it's quite nice to invest time into your workspace and your stuff. It, yeah, it, it makes it is it, it's quite it, self-development isn't it you're right the only problem is is that honestly it's so daunting that's the problem it's you know kind of and i'm sure Johad was here when he was doing his new place that gets to a certain stage where it just is so daunting about what needs to be done that um it's just you keep putting it off and keep putting it off and i've put it off long enough now so all needs to get sorted but um it's yeah there's oh just God. you know look we've just had the whole thing of we don't sell anything so the amount of gear the amount of gear i've got is just ridiculous and it all needs to be integrated in and plumbed in and racked up and you know i've so. got I, well actually on that note we've got a room over here uh, because we get a lot of stuff through, a lot of deliveries, you know, there's all sorts of things through, and you often get a box within a box. So, I, literally, I've got about, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably a container ship's worth of cardboard that I need to just get rid of, and loads of stuff and crap that's lying around that, you know, like old laptops from really long time ago and weird old audio interface. I, I really need to get, I think maybe what we should do is have some kind of, like, garage sale for Sonic. It's a bit weird, though, because some of it is things that maybe we had for review 10 years ago, and I didn't even realise we still had, because often it goes back, sometimes it doesn't, you know, I'm fully upfront about that, and it's just like, I'm not quite sure of what I'm supposed to do with that sort of thing. So, yes, I'll try and figure it out. Anyway, Yoad, what's next for you then? Are you going to alt-tab into a, a, a banging Atmos mix or have you got something else going on? Um, I'm working on a few productions um, at the same time. Um, I'm working, like I said, on the new new Nexus library. I'm doing very big, we, we're doing a massive um, thing at Waves, which will be unveiled soon or revealed and um 
Yeah, a lot of things, but Chocolate. I'm keeping kind of calm and and relaxed about it because uh, I've been, you know, doing it for for many years and whether you stress what's the about worst can happen what's the worst that can happen yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah and uh, and eventually things kind of work out and and so so i'm trying to enjoy it rather than to be stressed about it and and, and i am so it's all good that's good uh, i've been asked again to plug the sonic emom so i'm just going to put that in the chat room uh if i do this and i press this button uh, then it should plug and put the whole links and stuff in. I think, Yoad, your uh, USB audio interface has gone a bit weird. It's uh, decided to, to, um, to... Your USB driver needs rewriting. I'm not quite sure what it's doing, but I'm getting that rock bottom. I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe the thing to do is to say goodbye now. Um, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to everybody in the chat rooms. Uh, do come and see us, uh, Imam, if you're in the area. Do, do pop in as well. Uh, more than welcome to... Uh, we've still got tickets. So, uh, yes, yeah, so there's going to be a bunch of people. I think Mark Tinley's going to come down. We've got Calc. We've got Maths. We've got, yeah, a whole bunch of people. Hopefully next time. Right. See you all soon. That's Sonic Talk. Episode 749. That's the end. Cheers. See you later.